What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, discipleship, evangelization, catechesis, and the list goes on and on and on. I will then sit with your questions, pray with them, study them, and hopefully respond in such a way that will be helpful for you to become a saint. But my disclaimer is this. I'm not perfect, therefore my advice might not be good for you. If it is not good for you, then please reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to abide in your relationship with Jesus and his church. But if my advice is helpful and though difficult, then I really want to encourage you to lean into Christ more in prayer, study, worship, and fellowship so that God can give you the graces you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship over time. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can also share us on your social media pages and rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. If the show has been good for you, potentially it could be good for others, and this will help them to find out about the show. If you want to stay in touch with me outside the show, you can watch our YouTube channel, the Ask Father Josh Show on Essential Presents YouTube, and you can also order my new book, on earth as it is in heaven, restoring God's vision of race and discipleship. It is available on Amazon.com as well as AscensionPress.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about how to make good Catholic friends. We're going to talk about some obstacles that are preventing us uh, from entering the church. And we're going to talk about that desire for heaven, particularly whenever we, we don't think we're going to die anytime soon. But before we get into those really good questions... I want to share with you a glory story. My glory story is is this. I have two. One, I got to see uh, my good friends, Sister Miriam James, Heather Kim, Father John Burns, and Sarah Swafford um, at the, the Genesis of Eve conference. It was really great to run into them. I also got to meet Kelly Peace, which was a huge gift because I grew up listening to her singing whenever I was like going through my conversion. And so she was at this conference as well. It was in Alexandria, Louisiana. I stopped there on my way to Grambling University. Um, and so that was a huge gift to, to, to be able to be with them. But also... I have been appointed the pastor of Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church and School in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. So I'm going to stay vocation director. Um, I'm still going to work with our young men discerning the priesthood, but I'm just so excited about this this parish and this school. I I love this land so much. I've been I've been praying over this land for a very long time. Conversation's been happening for a hot minute, and I am just on, I can't wait, y'all. I cannot wait to walk with these people toward eternity. I cannot wait to listen to them and learn from them and pray with them and work with them to form disciples of Jesus Christ, to, to build a civilization of love, to console the heart of the Lord, to form a new generation of saints. It's about to go down. And so uh, if you are in the area, the come check us out. I'll be there beginning July the 1st. That's a glorious story. I also want to take a moment, though, to... To just recognize and and pray uh, for the for the souls of all the um, the image bearers of God who were who were murdered by the racial terrorist uh, this past week. Um, there were ten people who were at a grocery store, and and they were killed for no other reason than because of the color of their skin. And so we want to pray for Roberta Drury. We want to pray for Celestine Cheney, for Hayward Patterson, for Andre McNeil, for Catherine Massey. 
for Geraldine Talley, for Margus Morrison, for Pearl Young, for Aaron Salter Jr., and for Ruth Whitfield. May they rest in peace. And uh, we want to pray for justice to take place, for the man who murdered them, and also for um, healing to take place, for him to, to truly repent of his, of his very grave sin that he committed against these image bearers of God, for him to repent and to make it right for the rest of his life for what he's done. And so we pray that God may have mercy on him as well for this, this terrible sin that he's committed. But we pray for their families. May the angels of God, may the saints of God console the hearts and minds of the, the families of these 10 people who were, who were killed. Again, for no other reason than because of the color of their skin. So we pray for them. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. With that, let's get jumped into today's show. All right, my first question comes in from Anonymous. Anonymous writes this. Hey, Father Josh, I love your show. It has helped me to bring me back to the Catholic Church. Praise God. What a gift. My question is this. I know that community and fellowship is an important part of faith, a faith-filled life. I'm a busy working mom, and making new friends can be a tough due to a lack of free time. What is the best way to make Catholic friends? I've felt a longing for holy friendship for a long time, but I've been blocked by COVID restrictions and general business. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. God bless and thank you for your ministry. This is a great question, Anonymous. So a number of years ago, I prayed for good friends. I um, So I grew up, and uh, many of you know my story. I was not a fan of the Catholic Church, and I wasn't going to Mass I was dating this girl who I thought I was in love with. I had a, my best friend. And then in the course of one summer, my girlfriend broke up with me and my best friend moved away. And I, even though I had friends who I played basketball with, and even though I had friends who I lived in the same neighborhood as, I didn't feel like I had any good, deep friendships. And so for the first time in my life, I really prayed to God from my heart. I said, God, would you please send me good friends? And that next year of school, these guys who I'd always been cool with became my best friends. And they also happened to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And they were the first ones to really introduce me to, to Jesus Christ in scripture through retreats and through missions and through um, small group Bible studies. And so I just want to first encourage you just to, to really pray from your heart. Pray from your heart. Ask the Lord, Father, who do you desire for me to walk with toward eternity? All right? Who, who do you have in mind? And as you are pursuing holiness, as you're pursuing Jesus, look to your right and look to your left and see what other people are also pursuing holiness. And that might be the people that the Lord is inviting you to walk with. Um, I think that there's some other places that you can really grow in relationship with other people now that COVID seems to be coming to an end, um, or at least it's, it's not as deadly right now because of our the medications we have available. I think small group Bible studies are a great place to invest in uh, deep friendships with people by going beyond the surface and talking about our relationship with God with them. I think participating in retreats such as Acts retreats, I don't know if your diocese has that, or, or even doing ministry for the poor like St. Vincent de Paul, you can find good like-minded people in these different organizations. 
if you're able to go on a pilgrimage or a mission immersion for a week, obviously your busy working mom might not be possible. But if you are able to travel, uh, I find that people really do bond whenever they go on pilgrimages and retreats. And finally, uh, maybe this desire you have in your heart is a desire other people have in their hearts as well. And so St. Catherine uh, Drexel, she she saw a need in America whenever she saw many Native Americans and African Americans being mistreated. Um, she went to the Pope and said, do something about it. And he said, well, if you see the need and you feel this deep ache in your heart, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you start a missionary order? And that's what she did. And she, she provided that for the church. And so uh, there might be other moms who are really busy and who are also longing for good, holy friendships. And so uh, a practical way that you can cultivate that in your parish is by asking your pastor if he can announce that you're going to host a rosary prayer group at your house uh, once a week. Um, and and at that rosary prayer group, you might meet other moms. And through praying the rosary together weekly, you might begin to cultivate a deep friendship with them, and they might become your sisters who you uh, walk with toward heaven. So uh, again, prayer first and foremost. Uh, if you can get plugged into Bible studies or acts retreats or serving the poor, great. Going on pilgrimages and mission trips is amazing. And then if you feel the need, other people feel it too, probably. So maybe you host a rosary group at your home. Um, and if you don't feel safe to host it at your home, then host it on Zoom for right now uh, and see who comes. And then from there, y'all might be able to meet in the future. So hopefully that was helpful anonymous. Next question comes in from Jared. Jared writes this about obstacles to entering the church. Hey, Father Josh, I was raised Protestant, married in a Protestant church. Over the course of several years, I've come to realize that the Catholic Church is the one true, holy, and apostolic church. I grew up in Irondale, Alabama, stone's throw away from EWTN, where Mother Angelica started it all. You know, I was actually there when Mother Angelica died. And actually, that was Easter Sunday, and I was there on retreat. Praise God for her. It is because of her that I began this walk toward truth and found your podcast. I, well, look, I've always felt a connection with Mother Angelica. Um, she and I both have a media ministry, and um, I got to spend a lot of time next to her body whenever she was um, lying in the church uh, for a few days after her passing. Long story short, my wife is extremely anti-Catholic, and she would not even entertain the idea of me becoming Catholic. Father Josh, I don't know how to proceed. I can no longer ignore the draw of the Holy Spirit to truth, but I also don't want to lose my wife and my kids. Jared. All right, Jared, first things first, pray and fast. You got to start praying and fasting now. Begin to pray and begin to fast. Number two, seek first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be given unto you. Um... Fears of the enemy. The enemy is a liar and the enemy is discouraging you from coming to the sacraments and the enemy is uh, tempting you to believe the lie that um, you are going to lose your family if you if you walk toward Jesus Christ in the sacraments. We don't know if that's true. If you pursue Jesus in the sacraments, the Lord will provide for you and for your wife and for your kids what is best for you and for your wife and for your kids. It might involve temporary suffering. It might involve a lot of misunderstanding and persecutions and accusations from your wife and your family and your friends. But in the scheme of eternity, your wife and your children will be grateful that you sought God with your whole heart and that you were not willing to put a creature of God, your wife and your kids, above the Creator, God. If God has given you the insight to, to truly believe that He is present in the Eucharist and that He wants you to receive Him in the Eucharist, that He wants you to receive the fullness of the Spirit and confirmation, then you go to Jesus. You follow Jesus. You walk with Jesus. You walk on that water and trust that He will provide for your family. If you pursue the Lord, He will fight for you. And so I just want to encourage you to not let the enemy prevent you from abiding in the sacraments life of the church. Have a sincere faith that even if there's temporary misunderstanding, which there might be, that there's nothing impossible for God. So I want to invite you and encourage you to walk to Jesus, to no, run to Jesus, to run to Jesus and to trust in Jesus that he will provide for you and your family what you all need to become saints in your walk toward eternity. So 
shared. Hopefully that was helpful. I know it's very difficult. I know I, I can't imagine how difficult this must be for you, but I, I promise you that the Lord is faithful. He is faithful. And even if there's temporary suffering in the scheme of eternity, you will be a gift to your family for choosing Jesus above all, above all, even their positive opinion of you in the present moment. So Jared, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you and for everyone else who's on a similar journey as you. You're not alone. Uh, I meet people in RCA who have the same story um, and I just encourage them, just come. Just come to Jesus and trust in him. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back, we're gonna dive into our final question about desiring heaven from faith. Imagine this, you're walking down the street and a Christian at a table with a bunch of pamphlets asks you, have you been saved? What would you do? Would you know how to respond? Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Swafford, and I'm co-presenter along with Jeff Cavins in Ascension's new Great Adventure Bible Study, Romans, the Gospel of Salvation. In this study, we teach you the biblical foundations for the Catholic teaching on salvation, how to explain salvation quickly and easily to non-Christians, what St. Paul really meant by works not leading to salvation, and how we can enter more deeply into Christ. Paul's letter to the Romans has been at the center of reflection, conversion, and controversy from the very beginning and it's widely considered his greatest work. I invite you to start a small group in your home or parish and embark on this great adventure. Romans, the Gospel of Salvation is available for pre-order right now and for purchase on September 1st, 2019. To order, visit ascensionpress.com. All right, last question comes in from Faith and it says this, Father Josh, I have a question about the saints. In a lot of the saints' biographies I've read, at some point, the saint experiences a really strong desire to be in heaven with God. Why does God put this desire in the heart of some Christians, even when death may seem very far off for them, either due to their young age or they don't have any notable health issues? Thanks for everything you do. So first things first, Faith, there was a song when I was a kid, uh, it was a gospel song, Tomorrow, I live my life tomorrow. So something about today. Anyways, it's all about how we're going to push off being in a relationship with God to tomorrow. But the thing is, we're not promised tomorrow. So even if you're young, even if you're healthy, you could still die today. You were not promised this, this evening. We're not promised tonight. So people get in car accidents all the time. They didn't expect that to happen. People get shot. They didn't expect that to happen. People drown. They didn't expect that to happen. Uh, people just die sometimes. Like we, we, we're not promised tomorrow. And so why would God place this desire in our heart, this ache in our heart for heaven? Because we are created for heaven. We're created for heaven. And so if we are constantly longing for heaven, then when our death comes, we're prepared for heaven. Because we've chosen to not give in to those sins. We've chosen to live a life of virtue. We've chosen to abide in relationship with God while we are alive. And we do not know the day or the hour. I can speak from personal experience. I long for heaven. I'm, I'm happy as a priest. I'm happy in my assignment. I'm happy in Baton Rouge. But let me tell you, I long for heaven. I long for heaven so much and I ache for heaven and I will never be fully satisfied until I'm in the beatific vision. And so if you are experiencing this ache for heaven, you're like, well, I'm pretty young and I'm pretty healthy, then praise God. Because whether you live a hundred more years, five more years, or five more minutes, that ache for heaven will help us to reorient our attention to heaven to live our life in preparation for heaven. So that way, when we die, we will remain in communion with God in heaven because we were in communion with God on earth. So 
Hopefully, faith that was sufficient. With that, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. All for the heart of Jesus, through the heart of Mary. Amen. All right, y'all. God bless. I can't wait to continue walking with you toward eternity. See you next week. Don't forget, you can get my book on earth as it is in heaven at citrapress.com slash on earth and on amazon.com as well. All right. God bless. Mm -hmm.